Exodus by Mark Chagall, 1952. Now there have been many of those priests, since death prevented them from continuing in office, but because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Such a high priest truly meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins, and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests men in all their weakness, but the oath, which came after the law, appointed the Son, who has been made perfect forever. New International Version. Several years ago, I enjoyed serving communion with a retired minister in the church for which I was serving at the time. When we were in the middle of it, I leaned over to him and gave him a bit of instruction on what we were about to do. After I finished, he leaned over to me with a smile and said, I didn't hear a thing you just said, but I'll figure it out. When it comes to the Christian life, I think we can learn something from the old pastor. We are neither always going to hear well everything which is in the Bible, nor are we going to understand everything which is happening around us as Christians. The Jewish Christians, for which the book of Hebrews was originally preached, had a difficult transition from Judaism to Christianity. In Judaism, they knew what was happening. The sacrificial system was detailed and meticulously planned. The priesthood was clearly observed with men from the tribe of Levi. Worship was predictable. However, becoming a Christian changed a lot of things. Being a Christian meant relying on the wild and unpredictable Spirit of God. There was no longer a tangible sacrificial system. Jesus is the high priest, but the believers never see him. There was so much living by faith, and so little understanding of what was going to happen, that the Hebrew Christians' resolve began to break down. They became discouraged and started to lose patience with Christianity. The Painter and the Christ by Mark Chagall, 1975 Today's New Testament lesson is in the middle of an extended discussion by the author of Hebrews about the priesthood and sacrificial system. The Christian Jews were thinking about reneging on their commitment to Jesus and returning to their previous way of life in Judaism. So, central to the author's exhortation is to demonstrate that Jesus is superior to everything in Judaism. Jesus is better than any Old Testament priest. Jesus is the once-for-all sacrifice for sins. Jesus is better because His priesthood is permanent, and His sacrifice is perfect. In the ancient world, sacrifice was at the center of everyone's belief system. Every pagan religion had some sort of sacrificial practice to satisfy the gods and ensure deliverance and or prosperity. Jews, of course, had an elaborate sacrificial system of their own with detailed prescriptions of how to go about it. We need to feel something of the original force of Christianity. It was a radical idea to have one sacrifice to end all sacrifices. Everyone understood that sacrifices were temporary, you had to keep offering them over and over again. Christianity, however, asked the world to have a new understanding of sacrifice. No longer would there be any sacrifice, no grain sacrifice, no offerings of first fruits, no animal sacrifices, no physical sacrifices whatsoever. In Christianity, Jesus says that once for all sacrifice to end all sacrifices was such a crazy notion for so many people that they mocked Christians for it. Both Jews and pagans could barely wrap their minds around such a progressive idea. It would be like saying to us today that there is no longer any need for money because some individual became the underwriter for everything everybody does. The Martyr by Mark Chagall, 1970 All the things the old sacrificial system did for worshippers are now completely fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Condensed in just a few verses of Scripture, we have a very rich picture of Jesus. Jesus is not a temporary priest, but a permanent priest, 
the one who is able to intercede continually on our behalf without us having to perform a ritual sacrifice. Jesus lives forever, which enables him to never cease his intercessory work. Jesus saves completely. Jesus meets our need. Jesus has been made perfect forever. Yet, sometimes Christians go back to the old sacrificial system, not by physically offering animal sacrifices, but treating Christ's once-for-all finished work as if it were just too good to be true. We reason that we need to do something to help save ourselves. Although Jesus has saved us fully and therefore, there is no longer any need for sacrifice, yet we still try. To appease God through church attendance or other works, as if the Lord needs to be soothed into not becoming angry at us. To satisfy God through our giving so that the Lord will not have a furrowed brow against us. To assuage our guilty conscience through Christian service, believing this will give us some leverage with God. In all these kinds of instances, it is going back to an old sacrificial system that is obsolete. The biblical and theological truth is that Jesus has thoroughly saved us from our sin, and, so, has cleansed us from all guilt, including a guilty conscience. Jesus meets our need and has completely satisfied God's wrath against sin. Jesus is our mediator and intercedes for us as we come to God's throne of grace. That means we do not need to try and get God's attention with some incredible sacrifice that will somehow obligate Him to take notice. There is no longer ever a situation where we must run to some spiritual liquor store to pick up a Captain Morgan because the Captain of our souls, Jesus Christ, has already given us everything we need. Since Jesus has been made perfect forever, is our great High Priest, and is the once-for-all sacrifice to end all sacrifices, we have all the grace we need. We need not worry anymore about being good enough because Jesus is perfect. Christ's work is made complete in us. The constant anxiety of feeling we don't measure up is not from God. The person and work of Jesus is sufficient to deliver us from guilt and shame. Well, you might say, if everybody believed that, then nobody would ever do anything. No, it's just the opposite. When we feel like we don't measure up, we do less, not more. A low-level discouragement sets in, and we do nothing because we intuitively know it will never be enough. We do just enough to squeak by, never quite knowing if it is doing anything. Crucifixion by Mark Chagall, 1961 Just like the Hebrew Christians of the first century, we consider giving up because Christianity doesn't work for us. Yet, when we grasp Christ's sacrifice to end all sacrifices, and are overwhelmed by grace, then everything we do in the Christian life is a simple desire to say thank you with our life and our lips. It is the grace, and not the wrath, of God that teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live upright and godly lives, Titus 2 11-12. The old system wasn't bad. It served a purpose. Now, however, the old has given way to the new, and there is a better hope by which we draw near to God. The sacrificial system pointed forward to a perfect sacrifice by a permanent priest that would bring us to God forever. Going back to the old system is like living permanently in a tent, and believing you are home. Therefore, we must choose what is better. The options are not so much between what is bad and what is good, but between what is good and what is better than good. It is possible to do all kinds of good things and miss the better thing God is doing. So, how do we choose the better thing? How do we embrace the new, which is Christ, and not the old, which is the sacrificial system? 1. Learn to say no to the treadmill going nowhere. Since we do not need to impress God, we have the freedom to say no to keeping up with the spiritual Joneses, no to cajoling God's favor, approval, or attention. 2. Learn to say yes to engaging in spiritual practices which remind us of Christ. Say yes to the new way of the Spirit, which is by faith and not by sight. This present spiritual age is often intangible, ethereal, and unseen. It requires a new set of spiritual eyes to see. 3. 
Let Christianity be about Jesus, and not about us. Resist the allure to rescue others, or have others rescue you. The work of rescue has already been done. Christ saves, we don't. 4. Know the better thing over the good thing. Pause before acting or reacting. Are we expecting someone else to do what Christ has already done? Are we looking to do something we think will make God like us better? Remind yourself of Jesus and His redemption every day in small ways through scripture reading and prayer, fellowship, and loving service. Good people can love God, and yet, miss the opportunity to see they are already justified through Christ's blood. We do not need to justify ourselves. We need to live into the justification we possess by grace through faith. May it be so to the glory of God.